What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Need It Sports Podcast. This is episode 28, and I am your host, Zane. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Whita. In this episode, Josh and I are joined by a special guest, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M, Green Bay Packer, and Edmonton Eskimo linebacker, Donnie Bags. Donnie joins us to talk about his experiences on and off the field and what he's up to now with training athletes in the Southeast Houston area, how he's preparing them for the NIL, and just what he's doing as far as mentoring and training. Uh, his Twitter handle is at HC1Performance, so go ahead and go give him a follow. Um, if you enjoy this episode, please give us a, a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean a lot. And as always, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Need It Sports Podcast. This is episode 28. Josh, let's just go ahead and do what we did last week. Why don't you tell the listeners where you and Donnie are recording from? And then, Donnie, if you just want to give us a two-minute intro about who you are, your experiences in football from college to the pros, what you're up to now, I think that'd be great. We can just start there, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, Shout out to all the listeners on here today. So we got Donnie Baggs, a good friend of mine. Played high school football with him over at Clear Springs. Um, he went on to play college football at Texas A&M. Um, and then from there went on, had a, uh, a stint in the NFL as well with the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Um, so, Donnie, appreciate you coming on to the show this evening, man. It's nice to have you. We're back at the smoke ring. You ain't smoking a cigar, but I got a glass. You got a glass. And we still got Coach Donald in the building. He on vacation, so he over there smoking the Macanudo, drinking a red. He just tuned in, tapped in, so. Appreciate you being on the show tonight, Donnie. Oh, man, yeah, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Excited to be on the show. Excited to come out here, man. And just chop it up with y'all, man. Shout out to the, uh, Josh Water, man. Shout out to Zane, man. Shout out to the whole Needed Sports Podcast crew. Definitely, definitely, man, definitely. So uh, pretty pretty good timing to get you on, too, considering uh, with the showcase that you put on the Third Island, uh, uh, the Third Coast Island Showcase, I'm sorry, that you had this Sunday at Clearbrook High School. Uh, really good showing uh, for you guys to follow us on social media. I'm sure you saw it. Um, we were there. We posted a lot of videos, some pictures, MVPs. Um, so hats off to you, man, for that really being your first camp that you really just put your stamp on and your name on and you kind of branded it. And it yeah. was just really organic, man. Yeah. It was cool just to be on the sideline, seeing you working with those kids, seeing those kids' parents being there. Y'all had almost 100 kids there. Um, you know, C13 was there, Rivals was there, 24-7 sports. Some college coaches were there. Um, so really, it was just a really cool experience for me to see you be a part of and just see what you're growing your brain and be to, being today. So why don't you give us a kind of a little recap how that went and, uh, you know, just kind of see where your training is going from here on out. Yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. So, yeah, like Coach, uh, like just like Water just said, man, we had a had our first show, first showcase that we had this past Sunday uh, here in the area, man. And, you know, like you said, it was a great turnout, man. We was able to get kids from all over the the city, all over the area, uh, specifically kids. You know, the, the one goal in mind, the one mission in mind was just exposure, you know, to just get all the kids in our area that that got that dog mentality or that can play some ball, get them the right and the proper eyes to look at them to just show that, you know, we got some talent down here too, you know. Oftentimes we kind of get overlooked by Houston as far as, you know, talent in some schools, but we really wanted to have the showcase to – put a spotlight on the kids um, from our area. And, uh, you know, as far as the training thing and the summer's been going, man, everything's been good. You know, training's been excellent. Um, you know, I've been able to take some kids to some different places, man. Some kids have received some offers and some camps that we've been going to. 
And uh, it's just a testament to them for the work that they put in and the things that they do on a daily basis to make them successful and give them that chance and that opportunity to go perform. So, uh, yeah, man, just wrapping up the summer, we want to finish strong. You know, you know, we're taking a road trip this this Sunday, actually taking a – me and this kid are going to a Midwestern State for a camp. So, you know, the work has always got to be done and the work is always going to be put in. So, you know, it's just a blessing to be a blessing. It's a blessing to – to do what we do, man, and to, you know, just really focus and put a, a shine on our area for these upcoming athletes. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and I think you hit every point, you know, directly on the nail there with the hammer, just kind of with the same ideologies and, and the same mission statement that kind of why me and Zane started this platform, you know, is to just help kids get more exposure Especially for me, it's real personal because I'm from this area, League City. We both went to Clear Springs High School, part of G County. Yep. So I already know what you're talking about. Yeah, we've had some big names, you know, yep. Marcus Johnson. He's playing in the NFL right now. You know, you going in and playing the Cowboys, stuff like that. But we've also had a lot of people that I feel like if they had a little bit more exposure, somebody like you that's reaching out to them, training, helping, and, and maybe just a couple more likes, retweets, whatever it may be, who knows? Yeah. You know, so for us, that's the same ideology we try to have here at Nita Sports is, man, we're just here for the kids, you know? Yeah. Um, just being out and, and people getting to know about the brand and asking me, like, all right, what's your end goal? Yeah. You know, what's what, what are you trying to do with this? And I'm like, man, I'm not looking for nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean – not here to try to make money off kids or anything we're just here to provide a platform to help these kids gain exposure and to just support back in the city man come out to that camp and and, and help these kids get me to you know there was already some kids that dm'd us asking for pictures and videos and we've reached out to that so just that really being the first big camp that we've been at and yeah. just having to be yours and we're already getting that type of response was awesome yeah it was a great experience for us we look forward to being a part of it in the future. I know this is the first annual camp of that. I'm sure you're going to be doing it again next year and in the future and continuing to grow that. And I'm sure it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. And whatever way needed sports can be a part of that to help, whether it's a sponsorship or helping get sponsors or just exposure to the camp, you know you got us in your corner, and we're here to support that, no doubt. Oh, yeah. So um, with that being said, man, camp was great. Zane, it was unfortunate. You, I mean, you're, you're living in Dallas, so you, I know you weren't able to get there, but – uh, definitely gonna have to come down next year and be able to come out and check it out for sure. Um, I think you would have really liked what you saw. Um, and shout out, man, our old high school Clear Springs coming out dominating too, man. Oh yeah, I MVPs. Mean, yeah, yeah, you know Kai and Cody, uh, and not just them too, but other guys that that go to Clear Springs and really just showed out and played well, you know. So yeah. for me, that was cool. You know, yeah, I'm rooting for all those kids, but I'm definitely looking at those Clear Springs kids <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit closer with a little well, bit more of a microscope. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm going back to Coach Renfro, and I'm giving up <laughs> like, hey, you know, okay, now I see why you're talking about moving Kai to the slot a little yeah, bit, just yeah. seeing those routes that he was doing and the separation and the change of speed that he kind of just showed out there. So it was really cool for me yeah. just to be able to get there and see that on a large scale. You know, yeah. we've seen some smaller camps in this area, but in my opinion, that was one of the bigger camps that I've been to just for that age. Oh, yeah. We've seen a bunch for younger kids and yeah. the youth, but for that age of high school and it'd be to be strictly high school and you had spring Westfield and spring and Manville and, and Dawson. New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico, Mexico, you know. So, I mean, for that to be the first camp, that hats off to you, man. Hats off to Coach O. Um, hats off to the rest of your coaches that you had out there, man. It was a great event. I can't speak highly enough on it. I'm looking forward to being whatever I can do and contribute to that next year and continuing on. Oh, yeah. So with that being said, man, I also, you know, I want to get a little bit more detail about you and yeah. just your past and your history yeah. and what really kind of 
motivates you to do what you do today, you know, because if you're ever going to do anything in life, you got to have motivation. Absolutely. So for you, went to Clear Springs High School, played four years there, of course, you know, um, and then you went on to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You graduated early, yeah. um, so you were already in spring ball. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of being in summer classes, kind of dicking off in the second semester how I was, you yeah. was already up at campus <laughs> for spring ball, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hats off to you on that. So go into a little detail just about the transition from high school to college ball, especially at a big school like Texas A&M, yeah. and, and especially being able to be there Johnny football, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, so absolutely. going a little bit detail about that transition, just kind of what your college campus life was like. Oh, uh, man, it's, it's, it's a huge difference. You know, you, you leave the comfort of mom and dad at home. And for the first time in your life, you know, you kind of like stepping out on your own to be your own man and kind of be your own individual. And not only are you doing that, you're doing it at a place that you've never been before. And, you know, you're trying to find your way, you know, you, you're, you're blessed with the opportunity to play college football. But as a young 18-year-old kid stepping into something like that, you really don't know exactly what you're getting yourself into right. until you kind of go through the process. Right. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's definitely it's a huge transition. And the biggest thing that I tell kids, you know, these days is that, like, physically, you know, a lot of kids think that, like, oh, it's a physical transition. Like, oh, man, like, am I physically going to be ready enough to play college football? And I always go back and tell kids this, that for one, if the school didn't recruit you, if they weren't already recruiting you, then you wouldn't be physically capable right. to be here. Right. The mm-hmm. fact that they're recruiting you and they already gave you a scholarship to come play football for us, physically they are telling you, you are ready to play Division One football. Right. So it's not a more of a physical aspect. It's a more of a mental aspect, like mentally preparing yourself, mentally understanding what you're about to embark on you're about to embark on a four-year journey that is going to be full of ups and downs full of things that you never quite thought that you would endure and I feel like I, I go back to my personal experience you know I signed on with Texas A&M when they were still in the Big 12 and uh, the head coach at the time was uh, Mike Sherman and uh, Mike Sherman uh, you know the A&M had just came off a really good season and, you know, Mike Sherman has, you know, NFL experience as a former Packers head coach. And so, you know, as a young freshman going in, you're just like, man, I'm about to be coached by one of the, the one of a, one of the greatest coaches in the game, has NFL experience. He can really take me to the next level. You know, and, you know, your freshman year goes by and boom, your head coach gets fired. Right. You know what I'm saying? That kind of mentally like, dude, this is the guy that I just signed four years to right. to play my college football, and now, he's, and now gone. he's gone. Now he's not even here. And so now you're going through things in your in your mind like, you know, what? who's the next head coach going to be? Is he going to be rocking with me as hard as he's going to be rocking with some other players? You know, is he other players a chance over me? Like, you know, all those things kind of like flood your mind. And nothing physically you can do can, can prepare you for that moment. Right. Right. That's all a mental aspect that you have to come in, that you have to approach. So, and Donnie, like I, say, you know, I, kinda, I can say real quick, you're you're 19 at this point. How do you mentally prepare for something like that and mentally face that kind of adversity? Oh man! So, and you just hit the nail on the point with the word adversity. Uh, you just have to, and just, and I, I love this. I love the symbolism because just like a game, like the game of football, everything is going right for you sometimes in the game of football. Or like in the first half, everything's clicking on all cylinders. Defense is rolling. Offense is scoring points. And then, boom, adversity hits. And at that moment, you're just like, man, what to do, what to do? 
the best thing that you can do is just keep moving forward. So how mm-hmm. I would say, how do you prepare for that as a, as a, how do you mentally prepare for that? It's just that, Hey, next step, next step. I got to keep going. I got to keep pushing. I can't necessarily worry about the things that I can't control, but I can focus on the things that I can control. What is that? My work ethic, right? I can control what I do, you know, showing up to meetings on time, you know, learning the playbook, doing different things like that. I can control that aspect of my life, whereas far, whereas I can't control whether a coach gets fired or not. And so that's how I would say you would just mentally prepare for it is just keep always taking that next step. You know, life throws you lemons, you make lemonade. We hear that all the time, but it's, right. it's, you know, it sounds so benign, but yet it's, it's so true. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. You know, when life throws you lemons, make lemonade, man, make the best out of the situation that you're put, that you're put in and that you're dealt with. Absolutely. And, so, and yeah. it even goes down to like, you know, what coach Hartman and Chris Green used to preach. Absolutely. You know, it's not about what happens to you. That's going to define you as a man, but it's about how you deal with it. How you respond, how you respond to that. Don't react, respond. You know, if you react with the first idea that comes in your mind, nine times out of ten, it's going to be wrong. You know, you have to be able to analyze the situation that you're being faced with. Mm -hmm. You got to look at the pros. Well, if I do this, what's going to happen? If I do this, what's going to happen? And and I think you really, again, hit it nail on the head. It's how you said just focus on what you can control. If you're worried about, well, what coach is coming in and this and that, you're not going to be worried about learning the playbook. You're not going to be, you know, at – film on time you're not going to be at positional meetings on time you know yeah. you're not going to be focused when practice is running and that's what's going to show you know yep. and that's what's going to put you in a worse situation because you're over here worried about the coach that's coming in yeah but you ain't better than yourself so yeah. whenever the coach does come in and the next person that's behind you on the depth chart is worried about what they can control yeah you're gonna lose a spot in the depth chart like that and your coach is coming in like well i don't know who you are yeah all i see is he's outperforming you yep you know, and you could have been the starter presumed, and, and that coach don't know, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. So I, I think you really hit a nail on the head there. So definitely with preparation and all that, so dealing with losing the coach. So then the next yeah. coach that came in was? Kevin Sumlin. Coach Sumlin. Yeah. So he was coming from University of Houston. Yeah. Um, so pretty unique. You're from Houston. He was coming. So um, with that, and then the biggest thing, man, I, I got to I gotta ask yeah. is yeah. – Johnny football. We got to get to this topic. Yeah. I mean, dude, you just being in the locker with him, you being. You're practicing every day with a guy that in the moment is bigger than like. He's bigger than the sport. Yes, absolutely. On a daily basis. So like preseason, his freshman year when he won the highest event, like, did you think that he had the capability of doing that? And did y'all think y'all had the capability of beating Bama? Or was it just one of those like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like it's yeah. just like a miracle after a miracle after yeah. miracle. Because as a fan, like we all knew who Johnny was, right? right you know, right. but it's like nobody's expecting him to come in and do what he did. Nobody was expecting us to go into freaking Tuscaloosa and beat them. You and, know, and you say that, I'll tell you who did expect Johnny Manziel, right? Johnny Manziel expect. Okay, and so and like it's a great topic we can go, but that's just the type of player that he was. That you know he he took it to the next level, but. Yeah, man. So me and Johnny, me and Johnny actually came in together. Right. Well, uh, we started high school early. We graduated high school early, and we started that spring at uh, at A and M. And I I'll never forget. It was me, Johnny, of course, this kid by the name of Joseph Cheek, whose father Lewis Cheek played mm-hmm. at A and M. Yep. And uh, I always thought it was funny because out of all three guys in the house, I had the smallest foot. I wore I wear a size thirteen <laughs> foot. And uh, Johnny wore a size 15, and Joe wore a size 17. 
Yeah, um, most people don't know that. He wears a size. Jeez. <laughs> he's got big hands and he's got big feet. Man, I crazy. I kid you not. And I always, <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious to me, man, because I was just like, here I am, the linebacker, and I got the smallest yeah. foot in the house. So, um, yeah. So we come in together, man. I immediately find out that the the dude is the real deal. He's legit. You know, we do the VO2 max test, and you know, I go for like. 19 minutes on it. I'm pumping my chest like, ah, Johnny ain't going to beat that. Johnny goes like 21 minutes on it. And I'm just like, bro, this kid is unreal, you know? Yeah. So, like, I, I immediately knew, you know, didn't take long went to understand that, like, okay, the guy's a baller. Like, he's a legit baller. And so, you know, that freshman year goes by, and we just got – we alluded to it prior that, uh, you know, you know Sherman gets fired. We had a really good quarterback at the time. We had Ryan Tannehill. Yep. So, uh, Johnny didn't – he didn't play. He redshirted. Him and Mike Evans, by the way, they redshirted that that freshman year. And uh, to me, looking back on it now, you know, being a years ago, I can just tell that that woke up a sleeping giant. You know, like you go from, you know, Mr. Texas, Mr. High School Football Player of the Year, uh, and then you go from that to not being able to play at all. And I can only imagine, and it kind of goes back to what I said, mental, I can only imagine mentally that, took to him yeah Yeah, how that how that made him feel and and this is how i knew that the dude was a baller because the next year he came back and made one of the most historic performances ever in the history of football being the first freshman ever to win the award so i mean um that year going into camp there was two really good quarterbacks of course it was johnny and then there was uh jamil showers who ended up playing for the dallas cowboys as well he made the transition to safety, and he was playing safety for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so that year was uh, – that that summer camp, it was so strange because Jamil would have a really good practice and then Johnny would have a really good practice. And then Jamil would put a string of practices together and then Johnny would string of practices together. And so as a player on the team, you're kind of just like, man, you know, like you know there's a quarterback controversy coming uh, going on. Right. You got new coaching staff, Cliff Kingsbury, who's the head mm-hmm. coach of the Arizona Cardinals, was the offensive coordinator at the time. So – we're in the midst of a quarterback controversy, and it's our first year in the SEC. Right. Like, it's right. just attention, 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 attention on the team. And so as the as training camp goes on, you know, Johnny and Jamil are going back and forth and going back and forth. And then, of course, you know, about a week before we play Florida at A&M, is that yeah. for our first game in the SEC, uh, you know, they announced that Johnny Manziel is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, you know, at the time as a player, you know, I was happy for him. You know, this is a guy that I came in with that I've seen work. I've seen him put the grind in. I see him sit a year as a red shirt. You know, I see him, you know, go through the, the mental not being able to play when he wanted to play. Right. And now he was getting his opportunity to show the world what he had. And boy, and, did he make the most. And, of <laughs> and he didn't disappoint, man. And he didn't disappoint. He, you know, he was, the rest is history. And so, you know, that season, man, that season, and I, I tell people this all the time, man, that team, you know, it was probably one of the best football teams I've ever been on in my entire life. And that's pros, high school, college alike. Like that 2012 Texas A&M football team was probably one of the most special teams I've ever been a part of. And, you know, being being teammates with a Heisman Trophy winner, uh, I'll be remiss if I if I leave out Mike Evans, who was oh, a dog oh, the entire oh, season. Course. The entire season, who was also a G County native, Galveston yep. County, born on the island. Yep. I'd be remiss if I left him out. And, man, just seeing 
seeing both of them perform that year and be a part of that team. And, you know, we had great senior leadership on that team, too. A couple guys I'm about to fix the name, Sean Porter, uh, Ryan Swope, uh, yeah. Jonathan Stewart, yeah. uh, Demontre Moore, who played in the NFL. All, yeah. the, even, all these guys that I'm naming were all NFL players, and they led that team as well. So it was, it was one of the most special years I've ever been a part of. And to get back to Johnny, man, he was just – And I know we know now, like, the antics and, you know, what the partying and all that stuff. But if I ever met a player that turned on a switch when they stepped on the field, it was Johnny Manziel, man. Like, I don't know what it was, man. When when he stepped on that field, when he stepped between those lines, it was just something flipped. And it was like, I'm going to be the best player out here on this field. Regardless, I don't care who you are. I don't care who we're going up against. It's I'm a ball. And that's exactly what he did, man. So, shout out to Johnny Manziel, man. Shout out to that whole 2012 Texas A&M football team, man. Y'all boys, is right? Yeah, well, definitely. All the definitely. way through. And and, and and I like what you said about Johnny being able to just when he gets on the field to just turn that switch on. Because in my opinion, Johnny's a gamer. He's yes. always been a gamer. He's yeah. just been the type of dude like, yeah, he's gonna do practice. He's gonna do what he needs to do. Yeah. But, he, but he's just itching to get on that field yes. and play yes. and play and play against an opponent, you know, and I think he was the type of player that rose to the occasion. Yeah. He always rose to the occasion. Always. Yeah. You look at every big game he played in, he played pretty well. Yes. Um. So with that being said, he also had a swagger. He yeah. had a swagger to him. And I, I personally believe he is one of the many reasons, but I think he's a big reason why collegiate athletes today and in the future are now going to be able to be paid based off of their name, image, and like nice. yeah. just based off what he did for the sport, you know, and, you know, everything that happened with autographs and everything like that. And, you know, he's even came out and said, man, he's like, if I would have had this NIL yeah. opportunity, he's like, I would have secured the big bag. You know? <laughs> so um, let, 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 let's kind of utilize that to be able to transition into this whole name, image, and likeness that, that's been passed. And yeah. I got a question for you is how different do you think life would have been at A&M? If you would have been able to get endorsement deals, if you would have been able to to get paid based off your name, image, and likeness, like how these athletes are going to be able to do now. You know, because back then, I know you were getting out the mud. I mean, you're getting a stipend, but you're having to pay for rent. You got to pay for your electricity bill. You got to pay for water. You got to pay for gas. You got to pay for groceries. And, yeah, yeah, you get free meals while you're at campus, but you're not at campus all the time. Exactly. You know, and on top of that, you're still – Going to school full time. Yes. You know, at a very prestigious university in Texas AM, that's not an easy school. Right. You know, um, and on top of that, you're still having to play Division One Power Five college football. Yeah. You got to go at film at seven in the morning, and you got practice, and you got school, and you got practice again, and yeah. you got study hall, then you're coming home, and you still try to got to have a social life. Yeah. So yeah. just kind of going into detail what you think, like really how that could have changed yeah. your time at AM. Do you think it would have been for the better, for the worst, yeah. and 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 really kind of get into detail maybe on what you're doing for some of your kids now to help prepare them for yeah, this, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, just kind of dig in on that. Yeah, man. So first and foremost, I think the NIL opportunity for, for college athletes is phenomenal. Absolutely. You know, I think it, it, it's, you know, and I, being a college football player, man, going through that time, you know, like, like you said, you get the stipend. But there's sometimes you know you gotta pay rent and right. you know you gotta you gotta pay for groceries and you gotta pay for other things. If you got a little girlfriend, you breaking her off on the yeah. side. You know you doing you doing things like that. You 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. 
you're out on your own. You're trying to find yourself in the world. So you're, you're doing a lot of different things. You're being pulled in a lot of different directions. And so, you know, the opportunity for a college athlete to actually, you know, kind of like see the reward of his work, you know what I'm saying, by his name, image, and likeness is it's a great opportunity. And I think it's really good for college football now with and for the athletes. With that being said, I also I would be remiss if I didn't also say that like still focus on your craft. You have to. You know what I'm saying? Still focus on your craft. Because you you don't want to be so much so like, oh, okay, I just want to get these opportunities. I want to get these business opportunities. But you got to think if you're if you're not handling your business on the field, those opportunities are gonna they're gonna you're gonna marginalize yourself. They're not gonna be as much as you think because you're not handling business on the field. So still, it's a great opportunity. I'm so happy for college players. I'm so happy that they have that opportunity to do that. But still focus on what you're doing on the field, right? Focus on the reason why you to play college football and to perform at a high level. Uh, for myself, uh, personally, I think it definitely would have uh, – it could have been very helpful. Uh, I mean, I was a decent player at A&M. You know, I wasn't on the level of <clears throat> – of a Johnny Manziel or or uh, a Mike Evans, so to speak. But, you know, I was still talented enough to go play in the NFL. And so, but still, I think, you know, the opportunity to do something like that, it definitely could have changed my my uh, my college career for the better. Yeah. You know, I think I think if you if you're if you get along with the right not get along, but if you do business with the right people, make sure that the intentions are pure and that everything is uh, is is kosher, so to speak, then. I can think it'd be a great opportunity and, you know, knowing my background and I don't, you know, I wouldn't want to be able to do anything that's not going to be able to benefit me and the party that I'm working with. Right. So uh, I definitely think that it could have been a better, uh, a great opportunity uh, to step in. And I think it's going to help a lot of, a lot of college kids that maybe that aren't so fortunate, you know, that come from, uh, from single parent back homes and uh, things like that, and that they can actually make uh make a, you know, a, a good amount, you know, of change or a good amount of money on their on their name, image, and likeness. So I think it's great for the sport of college football. Definitely, um, definitely. And so, you know, we were talking about this a little bit after the camp on Sunday, just kind yeah. of spitballing and talking, you know, and, and I think you made a really good point whenever you said, yeah, you can go out and chase these endorsement deals and get paid off your likeness, but if you're not perfecting your craft, you're limiting yourself, Absolutely. right? You know, because it's really going to show, yeah, at the end of the day, okay, you may have this brain and this and that and this and that, but if you ain't focused on your craft and you show up to camp, yeah, you know, and let's say you got an endorsement deal coming out of high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But think about it, If you're not protecting you working on your craft, you're not going to maximize that endorsement. Deal. Absolutely. You know, you're not going to maximize that. Let's say you're supposed to be a starter and you're not working on your craft and say you're worried about business and you come in and you want to be in a backup. Yeah. That's going to hurt that yeah. endorsement deal. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Or that's going to hurt a future possibility of getting a larger endorsement deal or whatever it may be. So it's a pretty hot topic. You know, I mean, we're really almost two weeks into it. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, so I kind of wanted to pick your brain on that. Um, so have your kids asked you any advice about name engine? name, image, and likeness, and how they can better prepare themselves for college. Yeah. Um, ha- have they been asking you that? Have you had any conversations with your kids, you know, about, hey, if you have any questions or anything, let me know or yeah. anything like that? Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, I've had conversations with some of my high school guys, uh, had some conversations with some of my, you know, my college athletes that I train as well. 
and you know, the biggest thing that I can tell them, you know, is you know, be open to opportunities like that. You know, be smart about it. Be open to opportunities like that. But at the same time, you know, be ready to uh, handle your business when you get to school. And you know, so uh, I've been approached by you know uh, uh, my former agent, who's actually asked me to hop in on the NIL opportunity with a couple of clients that he's worked with. And you know, I'll be—I'm more than happy to do anything like that. You know, so the biggest thing that I that I get from that is what I tell kids is, you know, a brand. You know, grow your brand, make yourself marketable. You know, you're going to a university for four years. Make sure that you get the most out of that four years that you go there. Absolutely. So, uh, I really haven't touched NIL with a lot of my players, but I always tell them to to brand yourself, market yourself, make yourself known, make yourself uh, out there because you're one of many. You know, there's thousands of high school kids that are trying to play college football. There's thousands of college football players that are trying to go to the NFL. What makes you different? What's going to make you stand out from those hundreds of thousands of other kids that are doing the exact same thing that you're doing? So uh, I think it's important that you just – that you talk to kids – not only about that the NIL stuff, but just being able to brand yourself in whatever you do. Yeah, I mean that's that's business one on one. Absolutely, you know that's business one on one. Is if you want to be successful in building a brand, whether it's a business, whether it's your brand that your personal brand that you're building, whether you're in sales and you're selling product or whatever, yeah. it's all going to be about how do I differentiate myself from everybody from else. everybody else. Yeah. What am I doing that's different? Yeah. What am I doing that's going to stand out to somebody? You know, especially with all the resources that these kids have today with Twitter and yeah. Instagram and recruiting and yeah. how all that goes. It's like utilize it. Yeah. I can only imagine how different recruiting would have been whenever we were in high school. If we had Twitter if, and we were just out there being able to read like tweet our huddles and our highlight films and, and, and getting that following coaches, being able to have the ability to DM, you know, yeah. I mean. Coach Donald's over here laughing because he's over here thinking he's like, man, I got kids DMing me right now. <laughs> you know? He's like, hey, Thanks. Coach, what do you think of my highlight? What do you think of that? What do you think of that? You know, so it, it's both sides to it. But at the end of the day, that's good. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love that we're in a society today that that gap going from a high school football player to a college coach is yeah. decreasing. Yeah, it's, it's decreasing because in the forever it used to always be a recruiting service yeah. that made sure that gap was wide, yes. right? Yes. Same thing from college to the NFL. The agent always made sure that that gap was wide because yes. they wanted to show that they they wanted to prove that they're bringing value to that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now you're starting to see, well, I can market myself. Exactly. You know, I can do this myself. Or maybe not only just do myself, maybe I get a small team that's yeah. family that yeah. cares about me that's going to help me brand that, help me market my brand so that's some really good points that you made on that definitely um like i said the name image likeness guys this thing is going to be huge they're only two weeks in yeah i mean this is going to be unreal it's going to completely change the game um so with that being said zane i know me and donnie been blabbering over here uh you know we're we're sipping a little bit i'm smoking a cigar so we missed anything there's something that you want to you want to touch back on and comment on or ask donnie a question you know i know you went to AM while donnie was there so hey. i know i know you may want to ask him some questions that you wish you could have asked him maybe a hookah or, <laughs> or you know found back at northgate so here's your so, chance. I was, hey t- tuesday t- tuesday
Saturday. I was out there, man. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but no, it's, it's just good listening to y'all talk about it. I talk a lot, so I enjoy just getting to sit back and listen. But I think just harping on the personal brand thing over financial, right? Like it's not all about the money. Build your personal brand and play the long-term game. I think when you just like we're doing with this podcast, when you put content out there and create content around what you enjoy and love, you make yourself vulnerable, you open yourself up to feedback, and in doing that, you build relationships with people. And sometimes those relationships go a lot further than the money does. Absolutely. So, you know, whether you're a chef by night, you know, you cook better than anybody else on the team, or you sing better than anybody else, and, you know, you want to go out and play at concerts on the weekends or whatever, like, bring those things to light. It ain't got to be yeah. all just around football. Like put those things out there, man, make yourself open. So I, I, I agree with everything y'all said. One of the things I'm really wondering about Donnie is, you know, as a student, I would, I remember my, my sophomore year, I think it was, uh, Keaton Sutherland, Christian Kirk, those guys came in in January. Uh, it was their first year. I was in a, a class of 150, 200 students in the Mays school of business um, I'm wondering if for somebody that is a non-athlete like myself, um, I'm just big on academics, um, you know, big on my craft, doing my thing, obviously not a student athlete, so can't relate. But how does somebody like myself, how would I have in school, uh, you know, close the gap between athlete and non-student athlete? I see a lot of, you know, kids like myself that want to have those conversations, engage, pick the brain when you're in class. Uh, but a lot of those, a lot of people don't really know how to to close that gap and have those conversations with athletes. So, what would you say to you know just the students in college that are, are non-athletes? Man, uh, bridging the gap, man. I would just say be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, as college athletes, you know you're always there's always a microscope kind of on you. You know, it, you walk around on campus, and it it, it doesn't take you know, a rocket scientist to figure out that like, Oh, okay. That That's guy, play football yeah, that guy <laughs> plays football. I mean, you, know you got the saying? tag on your backpack. I remember yeah. when Bra Braden man, Braden man came into my class in political science and I was like, man, who's this third string linebacker. And then the following <laughs> year, he was, he was the best punter in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but uh, yeah, like it, it, you, you figure out who they, you know, you know who they are when they walk on campus. And some of the interactions that I just had that I've enjoyed the most is just when, when people just, they were their, they were themselves and they, you know, they weren't like, Oh, you know, you're the Texas A&M linebacker. Oh, y'all had a heck of a game. Like, man, we don't want to talk about the game, man. Just, mm -hmm. you know, talk about some regular like life daily stuff. You know, you know, you might have a word that you might, that, that can speak into that athlete's life that day, man, because, you know, we're surrounded by football 24 seven, you know, 24-7, we're, we're surrounded by football. And so sometimes it's good to kind of uh, sit back and just be a regular person, you know, and just, just talk about something else and just be, uh, you know, just be a college student instead of being the athlete, you know, just being a student and uh, a student athlete, just being a student. And I know that's one of the things that I always used to look forward to was going to class and interact with my classmates. You know, I always will look forward to doing something like that because um, I coach Donald looking at me funny right now, but I'm being so serious. He, he, I mean, you want to be a kid. You want to feel like you yeah, belong amongst right. your peers. Oh, he's, yeah. he's being so serious, man. I can't tell you how many times, you know, like you would do a group project with the, with the, with a group of students, you know, 
And then, you know, they would try to give you the easy way out and be like, oh, you know, you, you don't have to do anything. We'll take care of the project. And, you know, I'm just like, no, like, no, I don't. I want to do the project with you guys. Like, don't treat me like that. Don't treat me like I'm some some star or some guy that like, oh, we best like, no, man, I'm a regular kid just like you trying to get my degree at school. But I'm just playing a sport. By Oh, by the way, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's no difference between that. And so. You talk about bridging the gap, man. And like that's that's what I would say to any just regular college student, man. Just like just be yourself. Uh, I never forget, man. There's a group of guys. I was coming back uh, from the pool one day, man. And uh, okay, these, what pool? Which one? I was, at, <laughs> I, was the, okay, I was at the pool. I can't remember the name. I can't. I can't I had plenty of pool. Okay, yeah. Plenty of pools. I, yeah. Okay, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember the name, but it was the pool with. Okay, okay. Zane, I know you know what pool that is. <laughs> yeah, it's the one uh, – it's right by the, the, the Woodlands, right? Uh, yes, the, yes, Yeah, the yes. one right next door, yeah. Yeah, there it goes, that place, okay? Uh, yeah. So we're coming back from the pool of a long day of having fun. Uh, <laughs> I won't go into detail. Long day of having fun. And uh, I, see these, I see these guys, man, and they're playing Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. on uh, the Nintendo Wii. Yeah, and like I grew up playing Super Smash Brothers on Nintendo sixty four. Like yeah. that's my game. Like I played it on N sixty four. I played it on GameCube, and I hadn't played it in years since I was in college. And there I am seeing guys playing it just on the window. So I knock on the door, man. And you know it's college. Knock on the door. Hey, man, I saw y'all playing Smash Bros. I've been playing Smash Bros. since I was a kid. Can I please come in and play the game? Don't even tell them that I'm a football player. I didn't even tell them that. I just told them that, like, hey, I love the game. Can I play the game, right? Yeah. I played the game with them that day. That turns into a weekly thing, right? They just think I'm some random guy that's coming up to play Super Smash Brothers with me. It wasn't until, like, four weeks in that I finally told them, like, hey, I play football for Texas A&M. Yeah. And then they, they lose their minds, right? And then the, <laughs> the first thing, that they're just like, dude, you're so chill. You're so relaxed. And I'm just like, bro, I'm just an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid just like you, man, trying to make my way in this world, trying to get a degree. I just play football. Like, my interest can be the same thing as you interest, man. I don't have to. And so, and I feel like athletes get this stigma all the time that they're an athlete. All they can do is just be an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're a basketball player. The best thing that they know how to do is dribble basketball. They're a football player. The best thing they know how to do is play football. And to me, I feel like that stigma is so incorrect, yeah. right? And I feel like it's so ignorant for people to think of an athlete like that, that just because they're blessed in that particular skill set, that that's all that they're good for, right. that they don't have any other interests, that they don't have any other thing that might interest them just as much or maybe even more than sports, you know? So, uh that's what I would just say, man, to the regular college student, bridge that clap. Don't bridge that gap. Don't go into it with a stigma, man. Go into it with an approach that like, hey, man, this is just a 19, 20-year-old kid just like me taking the same course that I'm doing. I'm going to just be myself, chop it up with him, and see what goes from there. Just be genuine. Yeah. Exactly. Genuine. genuine. You know, like, genuine. You, you know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, I didn't go to A&M, but I was around A&M campus a lot. Just because College Station, Zane being there, had a bunch of other buddies. You being there, you come out of your house all the time and stuff. Yeah. And it's funny, like, you know, I'd be out, like, at Northgate or something. I'm talking to you. They're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, Lake City. They're like, oh, what high school? Clear Springs. They're like, 
oh, do you know Donnie Bags and Howard Matthews? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, tell me about it. I'm like, bro, I've been playing these for two years. Like, they ain't nothing. They, they went to the same high school. I'm with you. You know, but they don't know that because they don't know y'all. Right. They just know y'all as football players. As a football player. They know y'all as number 36 and number 31. Yeah. That's it. You yeah. Know? Um, and it's funny because, like, even, like, Zane, like, you know, he would have friends that are regular students, and I would be able to, like, my boy D-Wall, Darren Walden. Yeah. He lived with Kenny Hill, Sabo Holmes, Vic Davis, yeah. all of them. Yeah, so Sabo. I, I, I'd, I'd go Shout hang out with D-Wall. Shout out Sabo, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'd go hang out with D-Wall, you know, who, who's going to be a groomsman at my wedding, one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, like, I remember the first time I went up to college, Chase, I didn't even know D-Wall was living with him. He didn't even tell me. D-Wall right. was like, yeah, just come to the house. Come on. I was walking, Kenny Hill's playing FIFA. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, why you ain't telling me you live with Kenny Hill? You know, like. But it's crazy. Like, I remember we'd go out and it'd be them and we're with them and people would just freak out, yes. you know. And I'm like, bro, like, this dude puts his pants on the same way we put our pants Absolutely. on. He ties his shoes the same way we tie our shoes. Just another person. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You just happen and to be Donnie, like and, and playing a sport. What's up, man? And Don, I appreciate you sharing all that because – go into the same university us two and you know being at a huge public university um it's just so evident like what josh is saying right now about people freaking out when yeah y'all go out it is so evident that there is a huge gap between regular students student athletes so i'm glad you shared a little bit of insight on just how we can start to bridge that gap because i think it's important going forward like you know even you know you go to the nfl like the average NFL career is not that long, right? So Absolutely. you're going to have other interests. You're going to have things that keep you going long term. And Absolutely. speaking of those things, I think Miles, I think Miles Garrett did a phenomenal job of that while he was in college. Yes. He put the, you know, his interest in, you know, anime or Pokemon or whatever yes. it was. He put those things first yes. and said, "Hey, this is who I am on campus." And that drew a lot of people to him. So, I think, you know, being confident in that stuff on both ends. I think the athletes got to be confident to promote their brand and who they are outside of the game. And I think the, the student needs to be confident in approaching them and bridging that gap. And together, like, I want to see that change a little bit over time because my experience at a huge public university, it was very, very evident, especially just being in College Station, that there was a huge gap there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's tough, you know, because especially – and this and, and College Station, you know, it's a very conservative university, correct? Right, one, right. One of the yeah, one of the most in the state of Texas. Exactly. And so you know, you have kids, you know, that aren't from Texas and kind of really don't understand that type of vibe. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so for them, it's a it's a straight culture shock. You know what I'm saying? If I'm a kid and I'm coming from Florida. Or I'm coming, and I'm, or I'm coming from California, or you know wherever. Which I've had teammates that were from Florida and from California, and then you come to Texas, and, you know, and then you come to a university like A and M, uh, as prestigious as it is, and you know you can be, you can kind of, that can be a, a, a real culture shock to you, and you know you kind of you trying to find your way too, so uh, yeah, man, and, and like I said, it's all just about being genuine, man, and, and like. I know some of the guys, some of my teammates that I went, they were a direct representation of that. Uh, I got to shout out my boy Floyd Raven, who actually owns a coffee shop in College Station now, Last Shot Espresso. And he was probably one of the biggest ones 
that was like that. And it's funny I say that because he was probably one of the most genuine players on the team. And he saw nobody different. So you're absolutely right. It's it's I think it's a responsibility of the of the student body and it's a responsive uh, responsibility of the player as well. And you I, and I'm gonna say this, and this is a young buck that's on the on the Aggies right now. He's a senior, and you probably I know you know who I'm talking about. Leon Neal. I've yep. heard mm-hmm. nothing but great things about that gentleman. And I've heard that he's one of the guys that kind of is like spearheading that whole like Texas A&M community, football team community thing, man. I hear his name a lot. Uh, Mark Patton, who is a guy that used to cover me coming out of high school, has spoken really highly of that guy. So uh, I think, like, you know, it's going in that direction. You know what I'm saying? I think the way that, especially with the NIL, that kind of presents that opportunity, I think that that connection between uh, student and student-athlete is going to get closer and closer as we keep growing with this thing. Well, especially with the NIL, because you're, you're, you're getting people to know you based off of your brand and who you are. And not just you a know? football player. Right. And there's yeah. a saying that, that I think is so true, so true, that it's hard to dislike somebody whenever you know their story. Exactly. So whenever you get to know somebody and you get to see people that are a little bit more comfortable and they're willing to push out their brand, they're willing to talk about their interests and like how Zane was saying with Miles Gary's anime, you may have somebody that's a student at Texas A&M who's like, well, damn, I love anime too. You exactly. know, like, oh, okay. And then when I see Miles Gary, now I get, hey, did you watch this show on anime? Did you see this? What do you think about this? Yeah. You like Naruto? Do you like Dragon Ball Z? You like Yu-Gi-Oh? You like Pokemon? Whatever it may be. So with the NIL, that's only going to increase that exposure exactly. for these athletes to where we're going to be able to start seeing them more as individuals and actual regular people it's- than somebody like, oh, my gosh. That's Donnie Bags. He plays football. He's a linebacker at Texas A&M. Exactly. I don't know what to say to him, so I'm just going to say, hey, nice game last week, you know, yada, yada, <laughs> whatever it may be, yeah. you know. So I completely understand where you're coming from, and I think it's really cool, and I think it's really organic that we can have you being a student athlete at the time and yeah. Zane being a student athlete at the same campus at the same time yeah. and just be able to for y'all to talk about bridging that gap. You know, I think that's really cool. So uh, with that being said, man, Appreciate you have ha, you coming on and being on the podcast this evening, man, and giving us some insight and just talking a little bit more about your story and everything. Oh yeah. Look forward to having you on again. Um, look forward to continuing to being able to support you with your training, with high performance and everything yeah. that you're doing over there. Hats off to you. I'm extremely proud of you. I'm happy to know you and to be able to associate with your brand and everything that you're doing in this community, man, because it needs it. You know, like oh, we yeah. were talking about it. Like there's a very nice facility they built up in Cyprus that, that people. There's no reason with everything that's going on now with guys like Marcus and, and Mike, and I'm not even saying their names to put pressure on them, but I'm just saying for all, all of us collectively, there's no reason why we can't come together and, and, and do a really nice facility down here in Lake City or the Webster area or whatever it may be just to continue to help these kids get exposure. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, man, that's what it's all about. You know, one of your big hashtags that I love is Recruit G County. Yeah. You know, that's big, man, because – you're exactly right. You're seeing it now, and I think you're seeing it now because there's been some success. I think Mike Evans was really probably the trailblazer for that yeah. with G County. You know, guys like him, guys like Marcus, went to Texas, went to A&M. They've had good careers. They're both in the NFL now. So now we're seeing it. You got Noah out of Chris Springs that's going to A&M. You got Donovan McGreen that's going to A&M. You got another offensive lineman that's from Dickinson that's going there. Patrick, Pat Willis. Yeah, Pat, Willis. Pat that's going. So, you know, we're seeing a little bit more exposure, but it's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. You know, we're not where we want it to be. We need to continue to strive for that. So I look forward to 
taking on that journey with you in whatever capacity that I can do to help. And I'm sure that Dane's the same thing. So, Nita Sports, we're looking forward to being able to support high performance in the future and be able to just, again, be somebody that's going to support you, whether it's a sponsor, helping pick up cones, you need me to throw some footballs, whatever. Hey, I still got an arm, man. I still got an arm, you know. Shoot, we can get slappy out there. We can get P-Mill out there. You know, get P-Mill, throw that pigskin, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, um, but again, man, I appreciate you coming on. appreciate you taking out the time to do that. Uh, anything else last that you want to say that maybe we haven't touched on or anything that any of the listeners that's out there? Uh, I want to give a shout-out. Okay. I, I want to give a shout-out to my wife, Fendi Bags. That's my rock. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to my baby girls, man. Addison and Ava, five-year-old, who's going on six. And my little Tara, she's going to be the athlete. She's going to be the next. <laughs> hey, I'm putting it on the record, man. My little one is going to be – she's going to be the next athlete in the family, man. I can already see it now. That's my that's my baby girl. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my family, man. Shout out to them, man. I love them. Those are my girls. They keep me solid, man. They're the reason why I do what I do. Uh uh, I also want to give a shout out to my best man, man, Coach Donald. You know, that's my boy. Uh, gotta give a shout out to him, man. He's sitting here, he's making me laugh right he's now. He's over here man. like, yo, where's he's my credit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, where's my credit at, man? This, this my boy, man. He's been my boy since day one, bro. It's the true definition of a day one, man. That's my guy, man. So we're just gonna keep building this thing, man. And uh, I appreciate y'all having me, man. I, pre- I love. I love what y'all are doing, man. I, I, Josh, I completely support what you're doing, man. I think it's a great idea, man. It's awesome, awesome doing what you're doing. Uh, Zane, man, I know I ain't met you, but you're good people with Josh. So I know you're solid, my man. So I appreciate y'all having me, man. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for this experience. And I look forward to doing more of these in the future with y'all. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. And, and I love the fact that you gave a shout-out to the family because – I'm I'm getting married in February, hey. so I'm 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 about to be starting a family of my own too. We live, so uh, no, it, it's pretty cool, and, and and it's honestly, I think it's really organic and it's really ironic that, you know, we got four people here. Dimitri, of course, he ain't talking because we had him last week, but he's chilling. But that's your best friend, that's your best man, and right on the other side of this in Plano, that's my best friend and that's my best man. So mm-hmm. we got a little best man groom duo right here. So Dimitri Zane, where y'all at, man? Y'all better catch up. <laughs> y'all better catch up. I got I got time. So I got time. It's always a pleasure, man. Um, even being able to do the the the, the Clear Springs, um, uh, you know, Clear Springs high school football golf tournament that we did a couple weeks back with yeah. me and you and Quiche and our Coach boy Renfro. Coach Fitz and Coach Rimfo, man. Yeah. That was cool. So uh, we got to work on that golf game a little bit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? But, hey, hey, Zane got to work on it, too. And, hey, yeah, I got to work. You know, so it, it's one of those things that, hey, maybe maybe Zane, next time you're in town, when we get out golf, maybe we'll do a little Instagram or Facebook oh, yeah. Live and, oh, and yeah. show everybody swings and put it in the Facebook group. So, but, um, but again, man, it's always a pleasure, always a great time. Yeah. Man, me and Zane are extremely blessed. Just This is episode 28 for us. We nice, started this man. in December. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're growing, we're learning, um, you know, and again, we're just trying to push out content and be able to be a brand that's going to help kids in our communities, man. So that's what it's all about. So with that being said, man, y'all continue to listen in, tune in, follow us on Twitter at Nita Sports, Instagram at Nita Sports, Facebook at Nita Sports. So- sports discussions and we're talking about all hot topics in sports so talk your shit in there let's go let's get it going (laughs) 
But um, again, man, appreciate everything. We love the support, and y'all tune in for next week's episode.